I'm grateful that I get to wake up today. Like I just today, I just made it super simple. I get to wake up. You know, I, I got to wake up in my own bed today. I went up and made a cup of coffee. You know, there was times in 2018 when I was living on the streets of Las Vegas. I just woke up and I just wanted a cup of coffee. I just wanted a cup of coffee and sit on a back porch and watch the sunset. And the days that I pray and meditate and really be more mindful about my words, thoughts and actions is how I managed to stay sober. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the None of Your Business Podcast 2, like the second version. And today we have a super special guest. Like, this is so cool. Like, how often do you have, like, None of Your Business 2 interviewing the originator of the None of Your Business Podcast, the None of Your Business 1 podcast? <laughs> yeah, the number There's one. Two none of Your Business <laughs> Podcast, and they're both equally great and we wanted to talk today to Robert DeLute, who started his podcast, also titled None of Your Business, and uh, reached out to us. And what a nice guy. It was so awesome to hear his story. And we did a podcast with him. Mm -hmm. So now we're doing the podcast with him back on ours. And look, here's the thing. If you like like the words, none of your business, um, you like the title, you like you know, what you hear, we want to encourage you to jump over and check out his podcast. Sometimes people are like searching in the search bar, none yeah. of your business. And they're like, wait, there's two. Well, they're both equally great. And, and if, they're different. That's what I love yeah, about totally, it. Robert's totally going to tell us a little bit about his. Yeah, so you can know how different they are. We're going to introduce everybody to Robert who has a fascinating story. It's going to be super cool. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on with us. Yeah. Thank you guys. It's uh, definitely an honor to be on your guys' show. It's good to see both of you again so thank you <laughs> we love it we, you know robert i was just going back and listening to some of the podcasts that you've done recently over the last couple weeks i was listening to them and what i love about your podcast is that the tagline is storytelling from the heart and i i'm curious because i know that you interview a lot of people that have overcome struggles and lessons they've learned from that so that the listeners have the opportunity to learn from them as well. But what I gather is that you started this because you overcame some things in your life. Would you be willing to share us? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, podcast kind of saved me from killing myself when I was homeless living in Las Vegas in 2018. Um, I literally, the Clark County Police Department had to evict us out of our house because you know I, I wasn't paying rent um we didn't have a job me and my fiance and the people that we were living with we were living in addiction you know so when i could get to the wi-fi and use the mcdonald's uh the mcdonald's wi-fi from my phone i would listen to podcasts and i figured you know when when i came back home to montana which is where i'm from and after waking up in the ICU after a drug and, you know, I purposely overdosed on meth and heroin because I was trying to kill myself. 
I thought, you know, if I can use my story to benefit someone else, because I've gone through struggles. I'm a high school dropout. I've been homeless twice. You know, I, I had to sell drugs to pay for my parents' bills back when the market crashed in 2008. If I can do all these things and still, you know, have resilience and and keep going forward, then maybe maybe someone can benefit from my story. So having a podcast that I could listen to and, you know, there wasn't really a recovery one out there. And I figured if I was going to learn to be the best entrepreneur, but have my own twist on it, why not interview people? So, you know, I, I'm a high school dropout. I have overdosed on drugs. I sold drugs to pay my parents' bills. I've done all these things, but I still keep moving forward. You know, the the pandemic right now, everyone is going through their own struggles right now. But for the people who have lived in addiction, if you have lived in addiction, then you've already lived your own pandemic. Mm-hmm. Everything's shutting down. And now, like, I'm okay. I'm okay with where I'm at today. Like, the world is shutting down, but... I'm okay. Like the only thing that I need is food, water, and air. And I lived something completely different, but worse in my opinion, back in 2018, you know, I, and I've had like multiple years of sobriety. I went to treatment when I was two, uh, when I was 19. So in 2013, I, I went to treatment and, you know, I went for heroin. All my friends were going to prison and I figured, you know, it's time to get clean. And I managed to get clean, get sober, and, you know, uh, I get back into addiction from having surgeries. And, you know, that led me down to the path of eventually ending up in Vegas. But the point is, like, I'm no one special. I've overcame struggles. I've started businesses. Yes, they failed, and I've acquired debt because of it. But... I don't have a high school degree and I still keep going forward. And now it's just my purpose in life to help other people who have to go overcome their struggles. You know, I, I work in a behavioral youth treatment center that kind of remind me of me and I get to, you know, help these kids and hopefully have them take a different path. That is an awesome and inspirational story from where you were to where you are now it reminds me an awful lot of Mike Malak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mike's journey from being addicted, um, you know, his, his entire process. And, and I want, I'm not, not quite yet, Robert, but I saw a post of yours that I want you to share that story. But before we do that, I want to roll back to the very beginning, because I think a lot of our listeners, especially because we do service a lot of healthcare providers would be very interested in like the, the journey of, so you, you drop out of high school and then you mentioned surgeries in there. How, how, what was the journey, you know, to like sort of that, that ride to being addicted to heroin? What is, how does it start? How does it develop? Okay. Yeah, most mm-hmm. definitely. So, you know, I, in seventh grade, I, I got into a car wreck and you know, they, they wouldn't give me, um, prescription drugs because I was too young. Obviously I see the benefit of it now, but then I went on the street and I went and found my own drugs and my aunt, uh, she was prescribed Oxycontin. So I was just starting to eat Oxycontin at seventh grade. And eventually it led up to, you know, going to get more drugs. And through my high school years, 
I was selling drugs. I was supporting my family and I was just also supporting my addiction. And when I was living in Spokane, the oxy dealer was out of oxys and it's either get sick or do heroin. So it doesn't make much sense, but in the time it, it just led to living in that lifestyle and being around, I would say like-minded individuals in a negative way. And when the supplier doesn't have what you need, so you don't get sick, you'll, you'll do anything, literally anything to not be sick. It's not even to get high anymore. It's just, how can I function throughout the day without getting sick? Because with opiates, if you don't have some, something, then you go through withdrawals. So it just mainly just being around the wrong people and covering up my emotions and not dealing with what's going on in the inside. And, you know, through after going to treatment and having some recovery time, I had surgery and having those three surgeries, like giving a, a heroin addict opiates is a terrible idea. And I told my doctor this, but he's like, you have to have it. So I, I, I did it. And, you know, for a guy like me, once you have something, you just dive right back into it. And, you know, uh, having a minor opiate was not enough. I, I had to go get the real thing. So it's just addiction. You know, when every day that I'm clean and sober, it's like I'm doing pushups, my diseases. So when I have any drugs, alcohol, whatever, I think that I can go back just like what I was doing. And it's just the nature of it. You know, if for the people out there who have addiction, they know what I'm talking about. And if you are someone who can have a glass of wine at dinner, my hat goes off to you. I'm just, if I have a glass of wine, I'm going to want to do cocaine and then it's on to the races. It's like they say, you can't fall halfway down a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. really interesting too. Um, because like you said, you're doing push up with your diseases every day when you wake up. Is there something specifically that every day helps you kind of overcome and maintain your sobriety that you have been able to do over the past couple of years? Absolutely. So having a morning routine is something that really helps me. It sets myself up. So I like to get up, I pray, I meditate, and then I make a gratitude list. And sometimes I post that on social media. Sometimes I don't, but I just, what am I grateful for today? Well, you know, like today, I'm grateful that I get to wake up today. Like I just, today I just made it super simple. I get to wake up. You know, I, I got to wake up in my own bed today. I went up and made a cup of coffee. You know, there was times in 2018 when I was living on the streets of Las Vegas, I just woke up and I just wanted a cup of coffee. I just wanted a cup of coffee and sit on a back porch and watch the sunset. But that didn't happen. So having a gratitude list and if I can help one person and that might be being a service, it might be being a service to my neighbor, to someone, excuse me, at the gym, just getting out of myself and having goals like, okay, what am I going to work on today? Am I going to go to work or am I going to work on my podcast? Am I going to, where can I be a service? And the days that I pray, I meditate and 
really be more mindful about my words, thoughts, and actions is how I manage to stay sober. I I love that because I think that that's so powerful and so applicable for anybody going through anything. Waking up and starting off your day in a space of gratitude um, and what you're grateful for in your life can absolutely help you overcome any adversity that you you face, right? And so I think that that's a very powerful message for anybody out there that's struggling through these times to remember that you get to wake up every day and choose how you feel, what you're going to say, how you're going to think and what you're going to do. So thank you for sharing that. Inside that gratitude list, and I don't know if this was particularly what you were doing when you talk about sharing it on social media. I don't know if this came from your gratitude list or it just showed up. One of the things I find real interesting about people that manage to navigate through difficult times, whether it's the pandemic like now or, you know, what you're describing, you know, through these different phases of addiction um, is that there's usually a moment when you catch a, a break, like things kind of go your way. It, it wasn't supposed to go this way, but then it, you know, it miraculously happened. And there was a post where you shared about like a situation. Um, I remember um, hearing Mike Malak talking about a time mm-hmm. he got pulled over and he had, I don't know, some ridiculous amount of bags of heroin in his pocket and the police never checked it. Like he said, I'm, you know, I'm going to jail, Um, but they didn't. And he, I think he got like a speeding ticket or something, but you had a similar experience, Robert. And I saw you sharing that. Um, What was that story where, and, and it might not be this, but, you know, tell us that story. And then are there any other moments when it just, everything turned? I mean, you talked about potentially, you know, trying to commit suicide, trying mm-hmm. to kill yourself. Well, obviously something happened that began to move things in a new direction and make things go your way. Can you identify any of those points in your, in your life story? Yeah, absolutely. So I, th- I think the post that you're talking about, um, you know, my, my cousin, he got out of prison uh, like a week ago and we used to all hang out at the same house and the cops raided the house an hour after I left. And, you know, I, I could have been in there and I, I want to say that like once he got arrested, I, I changed my life forever, but that, that wasn't the case. You know, I would go back and I was trafficking drugs and, uh, you know, I, one time I, I had a busted like taillight out or headlight out driving back and forth from Seattle. And if the cop just searched my car instead of just giving me a ticket saying that he had to be at the Idaho border by midnight or whatever if you didn't have to do that then just simply by searching my car i would go i would have went to jail and multiple life sentences and like so many times like that has happened and like i'm because you know i feel like my purpose is to help other people is why my car never got searched and when i try to kill myself like so me and my ex-fiance were in a toxic toxic codependent relationship it was gross and she got arrested and i thought that because she got arrested it was my fault and i thought that was the worst day of my life you know we i purposely you know drove back into town went to the dope dealer's house and stuck as much heroin and meth as i could in my arm and next thing i know i woke up in the icu and then when i woke up in the icu four days later I didn't realize how that opportunity was the best day of my life. I thought it was the worst day of my life, but it ends up being the best day of my life. You know, 
I get the opportunity to get back into sobriety and I start my podcast and I have all these relationships with that. I have no business with having like who would talk to a high school dropout drug addict. Like I got nothing. And now because of the actions that I take with my sobriety and the tools that I learn, I get the opportunity to serve the people who are like me and struggling with that. So in that journey then to sobriety and you, you pick up these tools, what would you say are some of the most valuable tools that you've learned that have now led to where you are today, especially relative to the podcast? Yeah, just keep showing up and just start. Just keep showing up. If you just show up every day, then you have a fighting chance. If you lay in bed, if you don't go do what, where you're supposed to be and where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be. I know it's kind of hard right now in the pandemic to, to go to work or to be at that party or whatever. But if you just show up and be present, then you have a fighting chance and being mindful about my words, thoughts and actions and living by spiritual principles, uh, treating one another like you want to be treated. You know, I, that is probably, probably it. Just, being a good human being. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I, I noticed too on your podcast. So we were podcast number 100 and you've surpassed the hundred uh, podcast mark. And you interview a lot of people that have also overcome lots of things in their life. What would you say like some of the biggest lessons you've learned from other people overcoming through like your podcasting and interviewing? Can you share mm-hmm. that with our audience? Yeah. Yeah. It gives me a reminder that I'm not alone. Mm. And especially during the pandemic, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not alone. I interviewed a gal who overcame a cocaine addiction and it was in the middle of the pandemic and just having that conversation with her where it maybe for someone like me, it's kind of hard to go to a 12 step meeting that, was really nice you know when you're in the ufc and you're a world champion and then you lose it all and you have nothing you get beaten up and you can overcome that i I think that that's really cool or you know a a guy named james sweezy he is a huge not huge but a, a pretty decent uh influencer for sobriety and I feel like this guy has had it worse than me. And now he gets to use his experience to benefit others as well. And it's really the same. Every successful person that I interview, they do something similar. If it's in recovery or if it's just in business, they get up every day. They have a morning routine. They practice mindfulness. They go to the gym. They're goal oriented. And some of them don't even have an alcohol or drug problem. So I think, you know, really each story that I have, there's not one that's better than the other because other people might, might think that. But I think for each individual, whatever that person is going through, that's the important episode to them. And if when I get these messages from people like, Oh, thank you for having so-and-so on because they're eating disorder or thank you for having so-and-so on because 
cocaine disorder and I used to sell my body or whatever. Like those messages like that make it worth it. Even if I can't relate to it or 99.9% of my audience can't relate to it for me getting that one person that said, Oh, thank you. Like, I think that that's important. You know, we're, we're not alone in this fight. And just because you, you know, didn't have to sell your body for cocaine doesn't mean that you can't relate with what's going on inside that person's mind and how they overcame it. So Robert, what was the, what is, is the biggest lesson that you've brought forward from your life experience into, you know, basically like, you know, you had talked about some previous businesses that might not have worked out, but obviously hyper committed to the podcast, you know, over a hundred episodes, most podcasts don't make it past, I think eight episodes. What are some of the life lessons that you learned on your journey that help you today with your podcast and your business ventures? Yeah, most definitely. Every relationship or potential relationship that I encounter, I see what I can do to be a service to them. If I'm just trying to get something out of it, then usually that relationship ends. It blows up in my face. If I'm being selfish and not selfless, then the relationship goes further. And I don't purposely set it up because I want to get something from this, but if I can build the relationship up to possibly get a referral in any way, shape or form, then I can build another relationship with that person and so on and so forth. And if you just do the work that's in front of you, you don't focus on the future. Like you have goals for sure. But if you just focus on what you have right now, what you need to accomplish right now and move on to the next step. And when you're wrong, just admit it, admit it and clean up the mess. I so many times, you know, I, I, one of my past employees or myself, you know, we, we damaged a customer's car and well, it's either the insurance takes care of it or paid out of the pocket. And that's okay. Cleaning up my side of the street and just yeah, work hard, show up. And when you're wrong, admit it and make it right. I love that message of like taking responsibility for wrong actions. It's funny because we were just talking about that earlier today and how important that is. And you're obviously just as a human being, number one, but also as an entrepreneur, because it's so hard to move forward on anything if you're making mistakes or things are not going right or you did something wrong and you can't confront it. You can't grow if you don't do that. So I love that. I think that's a great message as well. I love it. Super inspiring. How can people find more about you? I mean, obviously they can look up none None of of your your business business. podcasts (laughs) on iTunes and, and all of the various platforms, but it's also great because you have, you're, you're, you're active and on social media as well. So what platforms are you on and how do people find you? Yeah, absolutely. So my Instagram is none of your business podcast. And then you can find me on Facebook at Robert delude. That's D E L U D E or just none of your business podcast on Instagram. I think that a lot of people are going to be reaching out to you because it's super inspiring on, on so many levels, one on, of course, on a life level, but then of course, on a business level, 
And just like you said, you know, we've had conversations too through instant messenger and I'm always inspired by, by your hustle, by what you're doing to, you know, bring your podcast to life and to reach as many people as possible to make as big of an impact as possible. And those are things that Lacey and I both stand for. Absolutely. If there's ever anything that we could do to further support you, have you back on the podcast, anything at all that we could do, we love your work. Um, it's very inspiring, and and we're we're gonna do everything we can to expose as many people as possible to what you're doing. We super appreciate you, your attitude, uh, your attitude towards life, your attitude towards your business. It, it's it's phenomenal, and it definitely is something to be emulated by anybody who you know. A lot of people think that they've had it hard right. in life. Well, I mean, it's it's sometimes good. I mean, I know I feel that way, and then you you have to you have to listen to stories like what you're hearing now. And realize that there, one, you probably don't have it as hard as you think you have it. Yeah. Right? You're going through a pandemic. You can't leave your house. You have to wear a mask. You're not four days in the ICU. Right. Right. And second, secondly, no matter how bad you think you have it, there still is the opportunity for you to rise again and overcome. And Robert's mm -hmm. a testament to that. So, Robert, thank you so much for being with yeah. us. We super appreciate you sharing your time and your story with all of our listeners. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It was an honor to be here. Let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. Right, folks, I love we'll you guys' podcast. So. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back again next week with another edition of the None of Your Business 2 <laughs> podcast. Make sure you check out None of Your Business 1. Make sure you visit all of your platforms. Plug in with Robert. Give it a listen. I promise you, you're going to love it.